good? What's good? What's good? This is the Spoiling Me Podcast. We are hanging out. This is episode... I don't even know what this episode is yet because we've had so many episodes in the past in the past week. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to everybody in podcast land, in Twitch land. Uh, we are back. We are coming back from E3 with a lot of goodness to bring to all of you back home. I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who is not the 14th draft pick of the New York Knicks. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well. Uh, I am not the 14th draft pick for the New York Knicks because the Knicks pick ninth. And I want to let everybody know that school is in session in New York, baby. It's a school of hard knocks. That knocks oh, is spelled K N O X. Knocks, baby. Like hard knocks? Yeah. Like hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. The school of hard knocks, but it's K N O X. Like the HBO show with the football players. No, hard knocks was K N O C K S. <laughs> like, like it was spelled. Like General Knox? Yeah, it was. <laughs> or Fort Knox. Fort, it's like Fort Knox. It's Kevin Knox like Fort Knox. Oh my gosh, which is also in Kentucky. There you go. Uh, Kentucky, all that, all everything Kentucky. worked together. Yes, I'm happy. Word. I'm happy. Also, also joining this week and every week, my man, my the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes science look good, the man who makes math look good, the man who makes tutoring look good, the man who makes mini froze look stupendous. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? Very stupendously done. Um, I believe this is episode two forty two. I just took a look at our feed. And, uh, 242. Unless there's more shows coming out. That oh, I don't there know are about. more shows. There coming. are more shows. There okay, more shows then it out. is not. Then it's not 242. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is. It's, it's 242 with an asterisk. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, 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 it's like 242 asterisk. It's like a lockout season. It's got an asterisk by it. Um, I'm doing good, man. I, I am. I was so. You know, on one hand, I, I was really you know upset that I couldn't make it to E3, but I was really happy to see you guys out there. Um, as well as, as a Tanya, I know that she's not able to, to join us tonight, but it was cool to see all three of y'all out there just kicking ass. I saw great shows coming out, great, great tweets, great, uh, f- photo bombs out and all that stuff. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to just like let you guys know, thank you for uh, getting out there and making it happen for Bricago. We do it for Bricago, baby. We do it definitely for Bricago. And thank you to everybody at home for for listening and for rocking with us so hard during E3 week and always uh, repping us super hard out in these streets. Uh, Cause it means a lot to, to all of us and, and definitely to <clears throat> Tanya, Tanya as well. Who's not with us this week. And Reef, I, I got to give you massive props too, man. You were definitely kicking ass right. back home, uh, holding down the fort for us, uh, yes. making sure that everybody was getting uh, the dope, the dope after show uh, uh, breakdowns and stuff. I wish what I wish we had, and maybe this is a thing that we can do for Patreon if we get more Patreon money at some point, is figure out whoever is home to get them a Telestrator, so they could oh, be oh word, like, yeah, Mike, yes, be like Mike Fratello back <laughs> nice. in uh, back at home, who's been able to do all the stuff. Uh, there. I would, I would <laughs> like look at look at no no no. I I actually want the whole like uh, joint that. Uh, Kenny Smith has in this out of the NBA where he goes like behind the screen and appears in the in the video. Uh, that's what <laughs> I, I, I want either that or I want the official Will I Am hologram. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I want to be teleported into LA to talk to you guys there. You know that's that's what needs. That would be that would be pretty. Yes, that would be that would be pretty dope. Yes. Get your Wolf Blitzer on your CNN Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. Um, if we that would be dope if we had like the the map like election night map, 
but it would just be like Sony and Nintendo. <laughs> oh my god! Just move it around, and then, and then we just move it around and see who gets to see who wins stuff. So like then they get they get their colors. Whoever gets the most electoral electoral votes. That would be uh, good. In the end, this is what I think we should do next year. During the press conference, live stream the press conference, have the CNN thing on Twitch where you could do the graph of what people are positive and negative on as things come up and down. I would love to do that actually. Yeah, that was if yeah. if if because we here's here's the weird thing like a little little background story stuff is, E three is, as most of you all know, is the hardest show to cover. Oh, it is amazingly hard to cover, um, and being able to get to everything is really difficult. Uh, everyone came through super super hard this year in the beginning of 20, 2018 uh, on the Patreon side. By helping us get there, we we had a lot of firsts this year, which are really important. Uh, we were able to lodge the whole crew um, with with the money that we uh, and the support that we got from everyone on Patreon. Yes, so thank, thank you, everybody, you. for that. That's because you, you really just don't know how much that stuff is 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 helpful to us trying to get this mission off the ground and to continue to do the work that we do in a real way, and and it sets aside so much stress to be able to do all that stuff early. And not have to think about it that, you know, it really does make a huge difference. Um, and, and we hope that it's kind of um, translated into really great content for you all at home. Um, I want to give a couple of quick things out in terms of stats, because I think it's important to know that, you know, if we have a plan that some of that stuff is working. Um, by the time this show airs on Tuesday, all of our E3 content should be out in the world at that point. We should have had at least 24 episodes out in the world, 22 to 24 episodes um, over six days. That includes at least almost 15 YouTube videos, 20 audio shows. Some of those things went up a little bit early on our Patreon. Um, and the, the the biggest thing is we're already what we'll probably be like 24 days into into June. I think we're in June. I think we're in June. Um, and our download number and our download numbers have surpassed everything that we've done last month already. So we've we've already surpassed twenty thousand downloads in twenty one days. Yay! So that's awesome. So so for real, for real, like it means a lot for us um, as a show, as an entity, as a, as as folks who are trying to like push push forward an agenda with our show and make sure that like we're bringing good content to everybody at home. But also it means a bunch to us that that many people are downloading our show and listening um, and paying attention to the work that we're doing. So again, thank you to everybody at home uh, and, and thank you to everybody who listens here in podcast land and Twitch land, uh, because it really does make a huge difference to us uh, in the way that we're able to show showcase all of our stuff. So um, word, we have a lot of stuff to get into for E3 uh, it was a long week. It was a fantastic week, though. I think it was our it was our definitely our best E three so far of the of the five years that I've been going. And you've gone C for two now. I think at yeah, this point, yeah. Reef has been for one. Mm -hmm. uh, Tanya, this was her first E three. Hopefully, we'll get some thoughts from her next show uh, about her um, her time at the show. Right. Uh, but I kind of want to go around the table really fast just to kind of talk about people's feelings about how things went. Um, I'll start off with you, Reef, because I know you had a very different perspective because you were holding down the fort at home. Mm -hmm. um, I got to kind of watch it in the same ways that most people get to. Um, how, how did you feel like everything kind of went this year in terms of the different conferences and the kind of overall show? I thought it was a good show. 
I mean, um, pretty much, I think through all the early press conferences, I think they, you know, some were better than others, but I don't think there were any complete duds. Like, like, like there was great stuff to, that came out of, I think, all of the conferences. Um, some, some great surprises as well as like delivering on things that, you know, that were heavily advertised to. Um, and I also got the sense that, um, you know, because they had like the dedicated press hour, you know, the press time and that kind of stuff, there was less on my timeline of people complaining about the public being there, <laughs> which, which even though I was at E3 last year, I was making sure to check up on social media and literally like, you know, 30, 40% of, of my gaming timeline was complaining. You know, so yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I felt like the fact that that wasn't there made it much easier to actually get to the good stuff. Um, you know, and and uh, and like see people enjoying this uh, thing that that, that like, I love. So, so I think that that the fact that you know um, all the companies appear to have good stuff to show, and the fact that from a logistical perspective, it seems like that they didn't. I don't think they solved it one hundred percent, but they basically, but they definitely improved. Um, I thought it was a great experience um, from like watching it f- from home. Yeah, I mean, the interesting part too was um, hearing like just kind of poking back at Twitter while you were doing your thing and seeing again, just like people forget, especially folks who are kind of in the press side too, just how exciting this time is in the in this part of the year. It's like it is it is gamer Christmas in a weird way. It's gamer Christmas. Like when your parents tell you that you're about to get a Christmas present, but you got to wait six months for that shit. Right. It's, it's like, yeah, I, yeah, you know what you're going to get, but you can't see it. And here's the present and here's the box, but you can't touch it. Um, right. So it does still feel like that in that way. Uh, see, what, what were some of your thoughts about about the show being on the ground and kind of just, you know, getting the vibe and, and all that stuff? So the so uh, like me experiencing the show or the show overall? Uh, the show, uh, both, 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 a little bit of both. So, all right. So the show overall, I felt like this, when you talked about Gamer Christmas, I, th- I felt like this was the E3 that made people believe again. Um, mm. You know, and from, from a games perspective, um, I, I just really felt like even the, the uh, press conferences, the briefings that, that you saw, where the, it was kind of lackluster or you felt like the games weren't as good as some of the other ones, those were still good games. Like, right. I, you know, like there were v- very few duds this year. Um, and that was amazing. I think I, like it really made me uh, excited and energized for the next year, 18 months. Uh, and, and, you know, in some cases for some games, 24, 36 months. Um, but it made me excited for games in a way that I hadn't been in a while. Um, being on the show floor felt I felt similarly about it. Um, it wasn't this is my second one. So it wasn't like it was still magical. But like that, that I didn't have that, uh, you know, uh, deer in the headlights or the, you know, the, the, the country mouse going to the city for the first time. Uh, so yeah. I didn't have that that there, um, but it was it was still really good. And even on the floor, even the stuff that you didn't see uh, in in all of the briefings, there were there were quality games on the floor too. So um, I felt really good about the show. 
Yeah, I'm, it was. It's weird. So like, having gone for a couple of these now, um, it has changed a lot because of the big. I mean, the biggest kind of twist is the public being there, and we've kind of a kind of touched on it a little bit. This year was a lot better in terms of that. It feels like they widened out the space a lot. Um, there was room to walk. I didn't get anybody's hair caught in, in my, uh, tripod this year. So that was great. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't like almost kill someone walking through, walking through the fence, walking through the fences, walking through the the aisles. Yeah. It was like a gauntlet Um, of backpacks last year. Like like you, you would get smacked by five backpacks. (laughs) Last year was like totally American gladiators for real, for real was. Um, but this year, interestingly enough, because I think Microsoft moved most of their stuff off the floor, right? There was a lot of space. Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, right. Yeah, they changed a lot. They changed a lot uh, in terms of um, having that space. So usually, so usually Microsoft and Sony have their their uh, their booths right next to each other, um, and it's usually pretty packed because that's where everybody kind of goes. Um, Microsoft this year moved their stuff off into the Microsoft Center, which was around the corner from uh, the convention center and like right down the block from LA, um, from the Staples Center. Um, and that freed up a lot of space. That freed up a lot of space for everybody to walk, freed up a lot of space for people to kind of just hang out. Um, and they also gave us a little bit of extra time as press to kind of go through the floor early um, and then let the the public in after that. So we had we had more time to kind of run around. It's interesting, interesting enough also because now that we've been doing this for a bit, we've laid down the groundwork so that in year one, we had to kind of get everything off the floor. Uh, this year, we had a lot of um, behind closed door uh, appointments, which was fantastic because it removes you from having to deal with kind of trudging through and doing all that stuff. Um, but in in total, like this was a great E3. Like I feel this, this one had really good energy. Microsoft came back from the dead. Yeah. In some ways, yeah. yeah. Uh, in term in terms of their in terms of their presser, I don't know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. I don't know exactly how well the games that they showed are gonna are gonna kind of perform, mm-hmm. but they showed a lot of stuff in their conference, and we were all sitting there, kind of fairly close, and we was like, "Yo, they're doing a lot of good work right now." Um, so yeah, overall, I think it was really really positive. Um, it was interesting to see also as well. A new wrinkle was security yes. for the show, and security was madness this year. Yeah, like they, they this is the first bad. year they kind of yeah they kind of locked it down because they had the public coming in for real for real again, and the backpack situation was rough. So like we would have appointments, we would go outside of the convention hall, um, and you would have to when you first initially go in, they'd have to check your bags. You go through, they pat you down, all the stuff. You leave to go get food or whatever. Cause there were some appointments that were across the street and then you have to go through that whole process all over again. So you had to do a lot for a lot of extra time to kind of make sure that you could get back through security and still get to your appointment at the right time. So it, it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty nuts in terms of security stuff. Um, and I hope they kind of fix that. Cause that wasn't fun mm-hmm. as, as, as folks who were like trying to get work done, it was not a lot of fun to be able to have to go through that. Cause we would have changed our appointments probably in the way that we did them oh. and have that outside stuff be, be later on in the day. Right. It would be like the last thing you hit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I kind of want to go through the conferences real quick. I know that a lot of folks who have listened to the shows that we've already put out um, have gotten a little bit of the flavor of what we think about some of that stuff. Uh, but I kind of want to do a quick overview of some of those. Um, first up was Microsoft. Um, and C and I were, were there. C and I and Tanya were, were there hanging out in the green lights. Um, C, what were some of your thoughts about, about that real fast? Um, I thought it was a really strong conference. Um, they they put out a teaser of that Halo, the new Halo game, um, but uh, you know they showed fifty games on the on the floor. Uh, they added five new companies, uh, five new development houses into uh, their first party studios and, and you know into their family. Uh, so mm-hmm. expect a lot of great games from that. Uh, they they had uh, what, what was that Forza Horizon? Um, you know Forza Horizon Four looked amazing. And they ended it all with Cyberpunk 2077. So they, you know, a lot of the games that were on their stage weren't uh, first parties, but, uh, you know, they got them on the stage, which really helps with the mind share. And I think that's what a lot of people were coming away with was this feeling that Microsoft is back. Uh, um, to piggyback off that really, really quick is um, when they did the uh, seasons part, uh, when they showed Forza. Yes. It was really cool. Because they dropped <laughs> these like paper leaves from the ceiling. That's right. So it felt like you were in autumn, which was super cool. It, and it felt like they doubled down, like even the space itself, because they moved again into the Microsoft Center, it felt very different. Like they had control of not only the messaging, but like the optics of everything felt a lot better. Like remember, remember when we went the, when the year that you went the first time? Right. And we were looking at the screens and we were like, yo, this shit don't look like it's 4K. Right. This right. <laughs> right. This doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's 4K in like right. sexy ways like the mm-hmm. Sony conference wound up looking that oh, later on that gosh. evening. Right. And yes. that stuff was madness. Now it feels like they have definitely like said, yo, we're going to get all our AV crew together. We're mm-hmm. going to make sure that our TVs look good. Our screens yeah. look really sexy. Mm-hmm. And everything popped off the screen. It like did. things look, look, things look really, really good. Right. Um, it felt like you know Devil May Cry was a, was a huge get right. in there that they showed. Um, I'm not I'm not really sold on Terry Crews the game, Ooh, aka yeah. Crackdown. Don't, don't um, get me I'm not really sold. Uh, um, what, what, what do you what, no? Tell me, I want to hear it. Go ahead. So this is the thing, Crackdown. I think should never be a game that Microsoft is like touting as a big game. It's a good game, but I feel like it got right. pushed into this position where it had to punch above its weight right and yeah yeah. like they've been showing it for what three years now four years now right and it's never looked good to me like it's never looked like you know i really 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 need to drop everything and cop that now it'll be on game pass so i'll play it right you know right um and that's probably what they're banking on a bit but i mean i'm just like just just release this shit like mm-hmm. yeah I, right stop I, telling just, me about it right it does absolutely nothing for me absolutely nothing and i like terry cruz but god i really hope that that game is some kind of like diamond in the rough where they i don't know but it just i'm i'm so glad that the attention was more on the other games and not on man did uh <laughs> fuck men like we had everything based around crackdown and it didn't look good i almost feel like microsoft realized that and said yo 
we gotta get forty nine other games and then on Cyberpunk, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, that, so that all that drowns out the Crackdown thing. But man, Crackdown just yeah, it's it's weird. It, it's weird because like as a game that set off the the previous generation in a real in a real way, like we have tech in this game that you can't have in other games, and we have destructibility, and we have all the stuff, and right, the power it feels the like cloud, now. Yeah. Yeah, like oh yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, the the power of Azure. Right. Uh, yeah, it's funny now to see that the only thing that they're selling that game on is Terry Crews. <laughs> it's literally the only right. thing that they have to tout for that game. It's like no, none of the destructibility stuff, none of the, like run around and be a superhero and like jump and grab orbs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's literally just yo. We got Terry Crews doing the Old Spice commercial, right? In our well, game. <laughs> so so to be fair to Crackdown, they did say, um, they did show Terry Crews being the superhero, right? So they they use sure. both, right? Um, and the other thing is, uh, Crackdown never was like the original Crackdown was was bought in the way that it was bought because it it had the Halo beta on it. Um, True. Similar to the way Zone of the Enders was was bought because it had the Metal Gear Solid 2 beta on it. Um, so, like, because these these demos or these things were on these things and it turned out afterwards like, oh, wait a minute, this game that I bought to play this other game is actually pretty <laughs> good. Um, and, you know, it was fun. And at its best, Crackdown as a franchise is just an open world GTA slash Saints Row where it's basically like Saints Row 4 with its own artistic style um, without with less, you know, dick and dick and fart jokes. Um, it's just go around, collect orbs, uh, be super cop like at its best. That's all it is. And you get to see things, you know, break and you destroy things. So let's yeah. just hope that that's what it is. But that's not a game that will sell systems. It's not a game to Reef's point that you should be out there promoting as if it is this, you know, it's it's one of your tentpole franchises because it's just not. Yeah, it's hard, though, because it's like think about most of the stuff that got talked about in that conference. And the one game that literally hardly anyone talks about is Halo Infinite. I know, right? Right. Halo Infinite didn't get any love. Yes, because it's super early. It showed nothing. But but like they showed nothing. It was like a shiny helmet. Um but interestingly enough, like the buzz around that game, there's literally none. Yes, because it's early, but I really just think that Halo as a franchise is done. No, it's not. Do you done. It's, it's No, not, you don't think no, so? No, it's not Cuz the last done. game was not good. The, so the last game's narrative was not good, but the multiplayer is still really good. That's because um, Luke Cage was in it, right? Right. <laughs> um, but but the but the 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 thing about Halo is as a franchise is that another another bad title in this franchise could could really could mass affect it. You know. You think? Uh, like it, it could be one where they're like, eh, you know what? We need to pump the brakes on this series and, and, you know, figure it out and five, six years down the line, reboot it with, as something totally different. 
Um, I honestly think uh, that there's a possibility that they say, hey, Bungie. um, Come back. Come back? Like, not like we'll buy you, but like, hey, here's a couple million dollars. Can you just make us a damn Halo? Because 343 is not cutting it. Who knows? You know? Uh, I I mean, but we'll hear, we'll jump in off that point, right? So, like, we have Halo, which I think is totally dying, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 who knows? Like even if you put another studio, if you brought three four three, I mean not three four, if you brought Bungie back onto it, they may be able to reinvigorate it. But I don't think that that has that same cachet. In that same vein, Gears Five didn't get any love either. I, I think it got like, some love. I, don't, I don't think people were excited about it though. I mean, I, I I think it got love because I thought it was a great trailer, and I right. thought you know yeah. obviously like uh, you know the. Um, female protagonist is cool and it just seemed like it was trying to tell a non-meathead gear story which they <laughs> arguably tried with like judgment you know and and uh gears 4 was kind of introducing you t- to the crew i'm actually excited right. for gears 5 I, I i think it has the potential to have a good narrative um yeah you know? yeah and and, I, I... and gears games always look great i mean you know mm-hmm. this is one of those times where i wish that they didn't promise that every xbox one x game was compatible for the one because i'm like man if this was just a just an x exclusive and you could just go balls to the wall with the uh, x and stuff you know yeah. but hey yeah. I, I, I mean i'll be playing it on pc so i don't care but, right like, was, <laughs> but like it would it would be cool though um i don't know i, I, I feel great. like it got positive i agree that halo got like zero like it, like it didn't even get bad stuff it just got none Gears, I think, well, got really? some positive. Uh, right. Well, I think we'll sentiments. we'll actually be playing Gears before uh, before we're playing uh, Halo. Oh, absolutely. Infinite. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's in there too. I I just worry though that like Gears as a again as a franchise feels like it doesn't have a lot of places to go. And that's problematic because it's like you you have this new story, but it doesn't feel like the engine got better, at least from what I can tell, because it looks fairly looks pretty much. Well, like the old I mean, one. that's that's because the old one looked pretty spectacular. Um, it you know, did, it, but in like, that it, art style, right? Sure. So that's that's part of the aesthetic is this very specific art style. So you just make things look better within that art style. Yeah, I also think a lot of Gears is about the feel, too. Like, Gears and Halo, those games are a lot about, like, how it feels in a controller. Like, like, like even playing Gears on a PC, it's one of the few PC games that I opt to play with a controller. It just feels better to me. Like, it's almost designed around feeling better with a controller. So I feel like if they can nail that, um, I think it'll be a success. And... I don't know. I think Gears 4, as I said before, they introduce you to a whole new set of characters. Like, right. obviously, like, you know, like uh, Marcus is in it, but, you know, he's kind of like, you know, the old grizzled, uh, right. you know, guy. And and they're clearly focusing on these new people. So I feel like they, they've done what's hard to do about these franchises, which is successfully transition to new people and new stories. So, you know, I'm I'm I'm. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. Optimistic. Okay. Yeah. I, I, we'll see what happens with that game. I think it's it's going to be um, really cool to see how they position it. Um, 
Any other games before we move over to Sony? Yeah. That you can think of that 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 gave you some Yeah. Um Dying Light feels? 2. Um Oh yes. I yes. was not the hugest Dying Light fan, but I I saw kind of a spark of what I could enjoy in it and I think that like Dying Light 2 could could have that as well. Um and that uh From Software game and I can't remember the name. It was like the like samurai looking game. Sekiro? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, Se- yeah. Yeah. Sekiro, Sekiro looked dope. Yeah, I thought it looked incredible. And again, I don't know if they're going for a Dark Souls kind of game. It didn't look like it from what they showed, but they still could yeah. be. Um, I just thought yeah. that the setting yeah. looked great and, you know, just more games in that time period, which I feel like is woefully underserved um, in like modern gaming. So, yeah, I, I, you know. Yeah, it, it feels like they, I think they said something earlier today that they wanted that game to be harder than. Bloodborne and Dark Souls combined. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I think that's what I read um, today on on one of the sites, and that that as a thing you want to tout is rough, right. but yeah. people love it. I, people totally love it. So yeah. it's like, yeah, and, I, I dig that. Yeah, and uh, one one last thing, shout out to Zitz Rash and Pimple. Um, ah, yes, Battletoads. <laughs> and Danny Pena yeah. as well uh, right. for. For, Danny, let me dream, Pena. For like you dreaming about Battletoads for twenty-five E3s, and, <laughs> and, and, and it finally came true. So, yep. so we'll yeah. uh, we'll see if they try to deliver a classic kind of beat 'em up, or they try to do some other kind of weird game. Who knows? But you know, I'm excited to see what the Toads are up to. With you know, I just want my arm to transform into an anvil. And like all these yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Put, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what size. we all want, right? Right. <laughs> triple my size. Uh, uh, moving on to Sony. Yeah. Uh, Sony, who did let us into the... Con- oh, no, I'm just gonna, I'm not going to talk about that. Wow. Um, shout, out to, shout out to PlayStation on that You side. know what, though? I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> I can't how front. About, how this about is the that? first year I was like... I can't front. This is the first year I was like, we didn't get in. I'm okay with not getting in. It's all right. I'm okay with this. But you missed the I'm, tent, I'm all right. man. You missed the tent. The tent, I can't front. the tent looked dope. So yeah. uh, if you didn't see the Sony conference, uh, the, the premise was they wanted each of the scenes, uh, I wanted each of the games to have its own setting. And have a scenery, have, have a scenery for each one of those places where folks who went to the conference would basically move from place to place to place throughout the time that they were there. So the first one that dropped was Last of Us, and it was set in this beautiful church. You can see they had this uh, the guy play like the the theme music on the guitar. It was really chill. It was like a really banjo zen. Sign. It was a banjo, banjo, something like that. It was a uke. Yeah, shout out to the uke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to say uke. Uke the banjo. Um, uke the banjo. Um, <laughs> ukulele kazooie. Anyway, um, and it was dope. It was set the scene. It was really beautiful. And then they cut right into the Last of Us trailer, which was fantastic. Everybody freaked out because they were like, "Ellie's gay," and and everybody was like, "Motherfucker, didn't you play the DLC? We all knew she was gay." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they went into you know people talked about you know uh, how they went from this really kind of sweet scene into this ultra violent uh, uh, kind of gameplay that shows Ellie as this n- n- like you know she's a killer now she's like doing her thing she's like making right. sure that she's like taking care of herself and, and, and beating people down um, what did you all think of the Last of Us trailer because I, I think that a lot of people talked about it but we didn't get a chance to like really dig into it uh, Reef what were your thoughts about that 
And it was very unsettling. And I, I mean, I, I want to believe they were going for that. It just yeah. seemed like it was too violent. Like, God damn. Huh. Like, it, like, yeah. it, it, like, I love the first part. I, I thought that, again, I thought that was one of the most believable kisses I've ever seen in a video game. Like, True. like, I, I, like, felt that shit and it was dope. But man, like, I feel like they, like, I get what they were trying to do. I feel like they didn't have to show that particular scene. I just thought it was just, like, over. Ellie seemed way too over the top. Like, it didn't seem like she was just, like, trying to protect herself. Like, she was like, nah, like, you're, like, defenseless. I'm going to shoot you anyway. And I'm gonna, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it, it felt weird. It felt unsettling. It felt different from the Ellie I would expect to see. Um, but my hope is, you know, like Naughty Dog hasn't let me down yet in terms of narrative. So my yeah. hope is that they, like when you play the game, it's not a, it doesn't just come out the blue. So I'm hoping that they set that up and, you know, and they, uh, and they do that. But I mean, I'm s- super hyped for the game. See, what were your thoughts about the uh, last um, of trailer? Yeah. So I understand what Reef's saying. Um, I, I I would say that there are two things. One reason it was so disturbing is because it looked so damn good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looked, absolutely. It looked real. True. Um, you know, and and then, uh, like, you know, they disemboweling people and stuff like that. Like, all of that stuff was happening. But the, uh, the, the other thing about it is it is... It was done for effect to kind of show you where the world is. You got to assume that at this point, Ellie is eight, ten years older than she was at the end of Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so it just shows you where the world has gone, has progressed in in that time frame, um, and this is the type of world that that she inhabits. Uh, and that the characters of this game inhabit. Uh, it is a brutal, it's a brutal dog-eat-dog type of world. So, um, you know, I understand people who have said, like, wow, it was really over the top. It was too visceral for me. Um, and I appreciate I appreciate that position. Um, I, I think I understand why it was so visceral, and it just looked really fucking good. It just looked really damn good. Yeah, it's 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 a game that every time I see it, I'm just like, where are they going to take the tech? And it feels like the tech has gotten to this point. Like, yeah, I was I was a little bit taken aback as a person who like is OK with gratuitous violence. Even I was looking at that thing as just like, oh, man, like, damn, yeah. like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of gnarly. Um, but it but it's one of those weird things, too, where it's just like, I feel if you can do it for effect, if you can balance it out with reasonable storytelling and if you can do that that's pretty dope if you can't then it's just violence for the sake of having violence um but i love the fact that they went into that small that kind of really small moment um we're showing them having that kiss gives a framework for the the violence that is coming or the violence that's being enacted and kind of showing the contrast between the two i thought that was i thought that was pretty dope um, the other game that we can't figure out the name of is Ghosts of, what is it? Tushinimus. Tushinimus? Yes, it's, you know, to the fruities. Old Rudy. Uh, so, uh, that game looked 
ridiculous. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I that mm-hmm. game looked fantastic. Is, is uh, that a PS4? Can, is that is that a regular PS4 that that can run like that? Hell no! No, that's, that's not, not a regular PS4. PS4. Would explode. Right. <laughs> like I play NBA 2K now, and that joint sounds like a jet. Right. I don't even want to know what scump 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 is going to look like when <laughs> I play it on my, on my on my PS4 that's, Pro. That's 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 how you pronounce it. It's the sound that your disc drive will make when you put the game in. <laughs> uh, Ghost of yeah. Shumpert is going to be a fantastic fantastic game. One of the things I loved about it was that it went to that feudal Japan space. Um, but didn't feel like Bushido Blade because I feel like everyone when they go back to that space they kind of try to make a Bushido a Bushido Blade game, and I love that it looks like it's going to be something that has some um, really cool narrative uh, pops to it too. Uh, see, what do you think about Shakum Shakum Shakum? So it looked dope, and uh, you know, uh, like as we talk about the games that were featured in the Sony press conference, uh, I'll say the same thing. Uh, all of the games look phenomenal. They look phenomenal. Um, while Microsoft got people energized for their conference because they kept showing games and and they showed that they were really still in this fight to you know and and trying to win it. Um, PlayStation showed, Sony showed that the PlayStation is the place where you are going to play phenomenal looking games that are are you know completely different from from any other experiences that you've had. Uh, and they and they are going to be showcases like they showed uh, they gave people reasons to go out and buy that console. Um, and and that's uh, so and and ghosts of, uh, you know, uh, Worcestershire sauce uh, was was no different. <laughs> what? Um, yo, son. So pre- so my problem with Sony and this that. is and this is the thing that. uh this is the thing that we talked about on on our last stream where we were talking about it is I felt like Sony was a little too cool for school um, with this with this press conference. And I'm yeah. intentionally messing up the name of this game because during the press conference, they didn't say the name of the game. But they showed so, it. They showed the they letters. Showed, right. They showed a bunch of letters. There's a T and an S. It's called a word. And it, right. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. What what uh what word <laughs> begins with a T and ends with an S in America? What? Who you yes. Donald Trump? Like what? Yes. What, what, yes. What we don't have to have the biggest. We don't have to have the biggest T and S's words. Like I feel like know, I feel like I feel like, no. I feel like Cicero oh. just put on that coat that uh yeah, Melania on, had on. Pretty sure that shit today. it's it's to Ashima. Sashima. And, 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 and as, as 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 a Pete Rock says in the chat. General Zoe's chicken, man. T-S. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. But you, yo, how many people? Let's keep it real. How many people in the hood? You hear? Oh, it's sushi. Let me get that general sushi. Okay. Yeah, let me sushi. let me get that. Let me get that general general Tosos. Don't yo, don't, don't mess with me. Front, yes. I can't front. Anytime I heard that, Jen, I cringe. Oh, yeah, I was see, like, oh, it's yeah. general so. It's yeah. General yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So right. so I think this was the best looking. Tsunami game. is Japanese, easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. <laughs> I think this was the best looking game at E3. Oh um, yeah, including oh, the yeah. games oh, I saw yeah. at the PC gaming show. Oh yeah, I mean the the, the color palette mm-hmm. was just it looked like mm-hmm. a painting, like it was incredible. Right. Like like right. it looked like a game that was drawn in a artistic style, but it was still realistic. Like I don't know how they pulled that off, but it right. looked amazing. Yeah. 
I will say yeah. though that the combat did not impress me. Um, I so while I liked the voice acting and I liked that mm-hmm. stuff, when they actually right. showed the actual melee combat, you know, after you know spending a lot of time with something like For Honor, you know, where you can right. see all sort of the the um, different ways you can block and counter and stuff, they didn't show enough of that to get me interested in the actual like gameplay. Um, so I'm really hoping that it's not just like a game that looks good, but does not have deep, uh, deep, uh, combat. So it looked, it looked great, but I'm, I'm not sure what to think about the, anything beyond that. Man, I disagree so much. Like it, like the, I've really dug that Kurosawa last, you know, you know, seven samurai fighting style that they had where like they, you know, they started and everybody was waiting and it was very cinematic and then he came through in one slice and he killed the dude like like that was cool now i was as i was watching it and i was like yo that shit is dope i was also trying to figure out how as a as a video game how those game systems would work mm-hmm. like is that you know is that a special move or are you going to be able to do that to multiple enemies like you know is you know how are you not going to have to uh you know like not spam that mechanic or whatever you know whatever whatever the case may be um but i thought it looked amazing yeah, yeah. it's it, it, go ahead i'm sorry no, I'm just saying, like it looked incredible. Like it's just incredible. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what the rest of that game looks like once you actually start to play it, because um, that'll be super super dope. What what was the other two games that we saw during the show? See, uh, the, so the other game was uh, Confuse Me Kojima, and not a joke. Uh, right, C- Confuse Me Kojima. Um, uh-huh. uh, Death Stranding uh, and what Death, else? Death Stranding Spider-Man. and then Spider Man. Okay. What do we, okay, like for real, for real, do we really care about Death Stranding at this point? Like, it feels like they've teased it enough that they're teasing it in a bad way, mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't really excite me. Or, what are your thoughts about Death Stranding at this point, Ree? I'm kind of with you, Kyle. I mean, I was kind of the first couple of times I was like, oh wow, I'm kind of was excited just because it was so mysterious. I feel yeah. like this was the one where they would argue that they showed gameplay, and they did. I mean, you saw Norman walking, like you saw him like use his like baby GPS to like point out <laughs> where these invisible things were, and none mm. of it looked like exciting to me. Like I, I still think this is this is an idea in search of a game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of checked out of Death Stranding until I see something, something that resembles a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like, like it's gotten to the point now where I feel like they can't just tease now. It's, it's at least for me personally. Like, there's too many other things for me to throw my energy towards. So I'm, I'm kind of off the Death Train and train right now. I'm, yeah, I'm confused now. Like at this point, you know, Mouth Baby was a thing last year, mm-hmm. and now it's like walking in the desert. I just don't. I, I I just want them to kind of figure out what the messaging for this game is going to be. Like, you can't sell me on Norman Reedus anymore. You definitely can't send me sell me on um, who what's Homegirl's name? It wasn't Linda Carter. It was oh, um, it was uh, shit. Who was it? She played. She played. Oh, crap. oh man, why can't I think of her name? Oh crap! 
I feel stupid. I can't remember the name Sarandon. of it. Um, <laughs> Susan oh Sarandon. No. It's not Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Don't just name oh, random oh, white oh, women. Kind yeah, of okay. Wrong, yeah, I'm like. Oh no! Know. It was it was uh, Lindsay Wagner. Uh, Lindsay Wagner. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay Wagner. Wagner. Thank you, Easy Peasy. Yes. So you can't sell me on Lindsay Wagner because <laughs> at this <laughs> Jamie Foster and you know everybody else because at this point Julia they're Roberts. probably they're, they're probably Roberts. like. 15 people who remember Lindsay Wagner's right, stuff. Right. And it's like everybody who was in that room, unless you were over the age of 35, maybe. Right. Right. You understand who Lindsay Wagner is. And if you don't, she was the, the million dollar, the billion dollar no, woman. Or the million no, dollar she's woman. The, the bionic woman. The yeah. bionic woman. Yeah. Jamie Summers, man. And, yeah. yeah. So I'm Summers. just like, you can't sell people on that. And then you show no gameplay and you still do the same stuff. You kind of always do. I'm so done with this game now. Like, I love Kojima stuff. I'm hyped for Kojima stuff usually. They keep playing me, and I feel stupid every time I watch these damn trailers now. I feel like an idiot. See? What do you think? Yo, so, I mean, look. Here's the thing. When the game finally comes out, if it's actually called Death Stranding, you're going to buy it day one. Like, like let's not, not even front. I'm not. That, let's, well, I, I, maybe you won't, but Cod Death most certainly is. And, yeah, I am. I'm and, an asshole. And right now, right now, <laughs> right facts so right now <laughs> i am when i'm watching death stranding trailers that's the game for me the game is to watch this trailer like that's the game i finished that game <laughs> i finished that game and and at the sony experience i will play that game again and i will finish it then and then when the when the actual game comes out by kojima whenever that is on the ps5 because it will not be a ps4 game um, then I will play that game. But right now, Kojima has given me like four or five games that I've been able to complete. Um, thank you very much, Kojima. I don't know. I, I can't figure out what he's trying to do, and no one else does. <laughs> and it's to the point now where like between uh, Kojima doing wacky shit for the sake of doing wacky shit and fucking Jeff Keighley for putting him on this pedestal for doing wacky shit and making it seem like it's real, like it's real interesting. Like, it's not interesting. You're just doing shit now because you feel like you've got enough cachet and enough clout where you can just do random shit and people will like it. So I'll probably still buy it, even though I said all that shit, because I, I, I feel like there's some parts of that game that may be cool, but I really need them to sell me in a real way now. Like they really need to like come through on some Metal Gear kind of shit. I might jump back care. on the train if they show like a black baby in his throat. You know, like, <laughs> I, I might jump back on the train then. Uh, you heard it here first black baby yeah. in the throat <laughs> equals <laughs> equals a purchase don't someone clip someone yeah, clip that please don't someone google that because that might lead you to all kind of all kind of thing, yeah. all kind of things so. that's, some th- that's some thanos porn or some shit that's gonna come out of nowhere <laughs> like, the fuck were you searching in your goddamn feet um last up but not least was spider-man spider-man's a game that everyone's gonna wind up buying because it's spider-man and it looks really good so i feel like we don't have to talk about it much no. um i will say this on the show floor it was the most packed thing yes. that i saw yes um a lot of people were at that it was like the longest wait like even yeah. longer than nintendo stuff which was yes. interesting mm-hmm. and that's usually not the case at, at, at press shows or at big shows um, usually Nintendo has like capped lines super early in the morning. That joint was capped all day, every day that I was right. there. 
Um, it looks really good. Any any quick thoughts about Spider Man? My quick uh, thought best... is it. Oh, so, so, sorry, see, so go ahead. No, no, go ahead, bro. No, I was saying my quick thought is it's my game of the show. Looks incredible. Sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. It's coming out soon. It looks done. Like they were definitely f- yeah. flossing with it. It looks fucking great. It was absolutely my game of the show, hands down. Uh, I think it may be uh, the best superhero game since uh, Crackdown and or Spider-Man 2 from back in the day. Oh, that's got some Arkham shade. Yeah. Got some Arkham shade. Going oh, yeah, shit. My bad. My bad. Oh, yeah. Since, since uh, yeah, since the Arkham series. Sorry. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Let's take a quick break. Um, let's take a quick break and get ourselves together. Uh, someone put Grinding Nemo in the chat, so that means we have to take a break. I'm not going to say who it was, um, but we're going to take a quick. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, Spawn on Me listeners, are you interested in learning about the world of making indie games? If you are, then look no further than Wardcast. Wordcast is all about the tricks of the trade of being an independent creator in the games industry. From our roundtable of local indie devs here in Richmond, Virginia, to our panel of esteemed guests from all over the world, we focus on creators' individual stories about their work and the past that got them to where they are today. Our guests include awesome people like Mike Bithel, creator of Thomas Was Alone, Jay Tholen, creator of Dropsy the Clown, and Becca Saltzman, CEO of Finji, who's worked on games such as Overland, Night in the Woods, and Tunic. So if you'd like to hear from these amazing creators and more, come check out Wordcast, you can find us online at ward-games.com, on Twitter at Ward Video Games, or in your podcast app of choice. Just search Wardcast. That's W-A-R-D-C-A-S-T. Wardcast. What's good, Internet? This is Austin Walker, a.k.a. Professor Killer, a.k.a. David Foster Flawless, a.k.a. Bars Von Trier. You already know what it is. And since you do, you should also already know that Spawn On Me keeps it real when it comes to games, culture, and holding it down even when the world is on fire. Welcome to Chicago, y'all. What everybody? We are back from our break. Shout out to everyone in the chat here in Twitch land and in podcast land. Uh, we talked about Microsoft and Sony. Uh, we haven't talked about Ubisoft. We haven't talked about Nintendo, and we haven't talked about who else? Who, who else? Who had a really good show? Devolver, Bethesda. Bethesda. We have a whole Bethesda, bunch. Of, Bethesda. Bethesda had a great show. Let's jump into Bethesda since Bethesda yeah. had a great show. Um, Bethesda had a great show. Mm-hmm. Rage Rage Two got leaked. Right early fallout 76 got leaked early mm-hmm. uh are you well, are fallout you 76 fallout 76 just got announced early yeah they just dropped it they were like yo yeah. y- y'all know what's coming we know what's coming but they so, talked right. a lot about it like they t- confirmed the online only stuff and they mm-hmm. yep talked about nuking <laughs> nuking people right and <laughs> right but the weird thing was they did not show or talk anything about you know a narrative that's true right. that I mean, is true like i mean, I mean hmm. like you know like they did share you know that the 76 you the know like that's one of the right. earliest things that open and they were partying in there and it was for like the wealthy people but i, I think there still is kind of like this worry that the game is like doing destiny patrols like that's the game is like right. you know just going around and getting resources and battling other people and that's it which you know yeah. some people might yeah. like 
I certainly would be upset if if that's what it was, but no, that's what it is. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be crazy if in Fallout uh, seventy six? So you wouldn't in, be happy with like, uh, Fallout Destiny? I, I don't even know what that would mean. I go to Fallout. I don't even know for, what that looks for a like. Story. I don't necessarily go to mm. Destiny for story. Okay, that's true. Okay, um, that's true. So even no, though there's super I, lore I, in it, I I wouldn't be. I mean, I'm definitely down for some co op stuff. Absolutely. I I I I like bringing a cooperative aspect to Fallout. Um, right. But I, I I I personally go to um, Fallout for narrative. I just don't want to be dirty with that many people. I'm like, if I wanted to go to Coachella, <laughs> or if I wanted to go to Burning Man, I would just go to Burning Man. I just, I'm going to be in there with all these all these dirty ass people looking at me, like, yo, help me build my building, help me help me farm this land. I'm like, what is this? Like the restruction, the reconstruction era. I don't want to deal with this shit. I don't want to go through all that. But I will say this. I do want there to be, if they're going to go all the way in, in terms of um, the co-op and kind of the multiplayer aspect of it, mm-hmm. um, I want there to have, I want there to be a version of it where it is permadeath. That would be dope. So like, so want, like make it a like- survival... <laughs> Make it a rope, not even roll like make it a little bit of a survival thing, but make right. it something where like, yo, if you get nuked, like all those characters are just straight up dead. Like everybody's dead. And so, you, like, you got to be like, you got to really make sure you're working with your with your people so and making alliances of, and stuff. So basically you want State of Decay 2 in Fallout. That would be with that. That would be dope. Yeah. That would be kind of dope. Because yeah. then it's like you have to this consequences, right? It's like Fallout in terms of gameplay isn't really that great like fallout is still janky yeah the best part about that game was vats and it always kind of was vats and if you're gonna make that thing better you have to add some consequence to it otherwise you're just all running around in power suits beating each other up you can't you can't use vats with other humans Right? Why not? That would be dope. You, you can't freeze them though. Well, you can't freeze. You can't freeze the time. No, but you can. But you can like from far away. You'd be able to use it, right? So like from far away, you'd be able to target someone's body part, even if it was something where Vats wasn't something that did the slowdown effect. It was right. something that basically uh, you were able to target specific body parts, and depending upon your stats and mm-hmm. the guns that you were using, would do certain damage or cripple. Or you know, uh, or you know, dismember, or any of the stuff that they that they usually do in the game uh, right. with some of that stuff. Like I want them to be able to bring in the perk system that they have in the game already in a way that makes Fallout Fallout. Otherwise, it's just a big multiplayer space where everyone looks dirty and has a power suit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I I yeah. hope there's some more that comes out about it. As of now, I'm I'm kind of like, huh? About it. I still haven't seen the no clip. Uh, uh, oh, it's documentary really about right. it. It's, it's, it's really good. good. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like did they were, were they able to like give some actual like more? Oh know, yeah, they they go pretty deep. Um, okay. So shout, shout so out to based on, Daniel. So Dwight based on that. Oh, so yeah, shout out to Danny, uh, Danny D, Danny O D, and then uh, but uh, but like so based on that, so seeing that cl- the no clip thing and watching the trailer didn't really move the needle for you, Reef. Not for me personally, um, you know, but as somebody that enjoyed Fallout 3 and 4, I definitely wanted them to try something different because I didn't want the next one to be just the exact same thing, just incrementally better. Um, 
so maybe for me it was kind of an, an impossible task like either mm. like maybe i wanted it like the other ones but maybe just a couple of years later like not come out now i feel like when it comes out now it's like if it's too similar to those it'll get blasted for that but if it's too different it's like is this a fallout game so i'm hoping that they just surprised me and, and it's something awesome that i wasn't expecting but as of now yeah i'm, I'm kind of in the middle on it yeah i'm yeah. see what i mean did you really like have any feels for that game hearing the the stories about it so uh here's a dirty little secret i'm not the biggest fallout fan um like okay. i i get them i play them um they're they're cool games i understand why people like them um but they're just they're just not my you know just not my jam yeah. uh for you know for whatever reason uh but like this is another one like i see it i understand it i may even purchase it but i know i'm not really going to play it um but maybe maybe it'll surprise me yeah well let's move on to rage 2 rage 2 they showed a little bit of it, not not a bunch. Right. Um, I'm still excited for that game. I, I, that's the thing that, having loved the first game, I'm super excited for it. Um, was there anything in that in the trailer? I mean, I mean, in the footage that you saw that really got you excited? Um, see, uh, it looked good. Um, again, I don't know that I'm really excited for them. I, you know, I know I said that I thought Bethesda had a good showing, um, but I'm, you know, I'm like only mildly excited for their games. <laughs> like, Damn. All right. I'm moving right. off. Get out of here. Right. Right. I'm going to Reef. I'm going to Reef. Come um, here, Reef. We'll, I thought we'll Rage 2... Like, to me, if you're going to show a game that is somewhat... is coming out somewhat in the near future, this is what you show. A heavy combat mechanics-based yep. trailer. That's what I yep. loved about when Ubi showed, like, Skull and Bones, where they sort of narrated a big battle. And that's what... Right. I loved about this. They showed, they gave you a great view on the different levels of combat that like you can do. And like, I was excited by that. You know, I thought that it looked cool. Um, so that got me way more excited about it than I was originally. So I'm definitely looking forward to, um, okay. To, uh, let's, let's speed through some of the other stuff. Uh, so we can get to the other conferences real fast. Uh, they had another Wolfenstein game that looks like it's going to be, um, uh, two women protagonists yes. in it who are Blaskowitz's daughters, daughters yes. which is which is pretty dope. I like that yeah. as a concept. Um, I think that's going to be I think that's going to be pretty funky. Um, they talked a little bit about oh, the new Elder Scrolls game. They talked about Blades. Um, I I really didn't get a good sense of what Blades was because I think I missed it. Um, it's a mobile game. It's a mobile game, right? Okay. Yeah, so it was basically that. like that epic uh, Infinity uh, Blade game. I forgot the name of it, but, but but yeah, it's like I mean the graphics are great, but you walk around and you swipe to right. take okay. people out, and that's it. That's yeah. kind of All right, Infinity Blade for the for the new generation. Yeah, okay. that's kind of what it is. All right. Um, yeah, and Elder Scrolls like they didn't show anything. So we can't really get excited about it, but the announcement itself. The announcement was, nice. was there. Yeah. yeah. I, I was excited about Doom Eternal, about a sequel to one of my favorite shooters of all time, like the recent Doom. Um, super excited about that. And they announced this IP, a new IP, Starfield. Oh, yeah, Starfield. Which, yeah. again, like they didn't show much about, but it's their first IP in 25 years, you know? Right. And, like, I mean, like Todd Howard, I thought was probably the best presenter 
of all of you. Yes. He was he was yes. up there just super comfortable. Um, I'm looking forward to, for, for them to bring their narrative strengths into space, you know, into like mm-hmm. a, uh, into that kind of game. Like maybe we'll get, you know, what, you know, maybe if, if a Mass Effect team is uh, out on <laughs> on the curve maybe uh maybe but maybe Bethesda <laughs> can like give us that uh awesome space opera you know that that um you know elder scrolls in space let's go true i that, feel like that there are two, two things that didn't do it yeah that i feel like two excite. things that didn't in, it, not in that space yet that haven't really been tapped is the, the game that you just talked about and also there hasn't really been a br in space battle royale game in space i feel like they need to figure that out too some, <laughs> <Yeah. sometime. laughs> um, don't don't worry i'm sure uh, i'm sure call of duty's got that on uh on oh yeah word yeah. you'll be flying in space shooting <laughs> shooting bullets with no gravity oh um, battle royale in space every everybody just like drops and just just floats around it's a hundred <laughs> Zero G. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Ubi. Uh, Ubisoft had a lot of yeah. cool stuff in the show. Uh, I, you know, what? let's let's fast forward, not go over everything. Let's just talk about the highlights that you liked specifically. Um, Reef, what were some of the games you liked out of the Ubisoft conference? Um, I like the fact that they announced that they were remastering Watch Dogs One. No, sorry, sorry. No. Um, <laughs> even though I'm not into Just Dance, I like how they. St- I love how every year they start out their conferences with these just insane just dance like performances. Also, the game is coming to the original Wii, which is crazy to yeah. me. Like they're making right. a new Wii game, <laughs> wow. which is kind of nuts. Wow. Um, I would say that one of the highlights for me was the the Beyond Good and Evil, the the cine- the the movie they made for that game yeah. looked like a freaking Pixar movie. Like I'm like yo, like it looked really really good. And, you know, I didn't really learn that much more about the actual game, but that movie was was like dope, 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 dope. And, of course, I was really looking for The Division 2. That was my main Ubi thing that I wanted to see, and I think that they totally delivered on what I want out of that game. It's like it's in the summer, it's in D.C., There's it's like bright, there's water, people actually look like they're wearing armor instead of like hoodies and shit. Um, mm-hmm. and they talked about like the perk trees and, the and, the um, talent. So they talk about eight player raids and free DLC and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, super excited about, um, the, uh, division two. Um, so like, those are my highlights from Ubi. See? Yeah. So, uh, I got to actually play skull and bones. Uh, that mm-hmm. was, that was super good. Um, you know, division two. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked what Ubi, Ubisoft had to show this year. Um, they, they've got a lot of, lot of really good games. Um, I, I got to play Starlink, um, which has the unique feature of having Star Fox and, and the, the entire right. Fox McCloud and the, the, the rest of the Star Fox crew. Uh, maybe, or maybe it's just Fox. I'm not sure. No, I think, uh, I think it's just Fox. For the Switch. Is it? Uh, oh. And, uh. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it is the Star Fox sequel that everybody deserved. Nice. Um, but based on what I played. Um, so that's really cool. And uh, I really enjoyed everything that Ubisoft had, man. Even, like, Mario plus Rabbids DLC. Like, all of that, all of that stuff looked good. I think, my, I think Starlink was my surprise game of the show. 
Um, like one of the things I'm most excited for because it feels like, and I know people are going to be mad at me because everybody hates on No Man's Sky, but it feels like the the best version of No Man's Sky that they will be it. out. They did wow. it. And they, fig- they figured they out how to encapsulate and to pull in the essence of that game mm-hmm. while making it fun to play on the ground, while making it fun to play in the sky, and making it cool with the way that you have both the physical parts of the game, which are like these ship-like amiibos that you'll put on top of your controller that is really smartly done because basically it has like four points of, of attachments. So it's like yeah. uh, wings and then guns, right? So like uh, you can pull off a wing and then you'll see in your menu that wing comes off. And then you put something else on and it shows up digitally on the screen really, really fast and, and dope. Yeah, dope. The cool thing is yeah, if you lose a piece or you don't have the physical piece anymore, as soon as you attach it, you get the digital version of that piece. Oh, nice. Which is super dope. It's so freaking cool. I was like, I am not one to have tchotchkes all in the house and have all the kind of little pieces of things all over the place because I think that's like a waste of space. But I may get the physical parts too. Like they have the little like person as your as your your the person you play as, and the way they did it was like you put that person into the little uh, gadget, the little thing, really fast, and then you put the ship over them so it's like they're fitting into the cockpit it's super smart it's like really like i can see that being the thing that people like rush out to the store there'll be some black friday tramplings (laughs) because of because of stupid shit like this but it looks really dope it was like definitely my surprise of the show i'm super Um, surprised i I didn't think it showed super well so that's so it's good to hear that the actual game gameplay was good yeah, I feel yeah, like they didn't yeah, yeah. Sh- they didn't show that thing off as well as they could have. Now getting a chance to have had some some times on, uh, some some playtime on it. And interestingly enough, I'm at, I'm at this weird space where I don't know which version to get. Mm. I don't know if I I don't know if I should get the Switch version versus the PS4 version because I know it's going to look better on the PS4. Yeah. But the Switch version is really dope because it's a handheld version of freaking No Man's Sky. Yeah. Like yeah. holy shit! Like super dope. Um, Division played exactly like I hoped it would play. Uh, our team was the best team of all the people who played it in E3. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say that now because we cleared everything super fast. And I was bucking people in the face with a with a torque bow almost. Um, and Skull and Bones, I didn't get a chance to play Skull and Bones, but everyone who played it said it was, was really, really good. And Trials, Trials was a game that people slept on super hard. Yo, and I totally want to go back and play Trials. Specifically, oh, I play trials all the time. Trials is fantastic. Trials is a fantastic yeah. game. The dopest thing that they showed in the demo that I played is that you have a tandem bike now. So you you have to both try to figure out how to ride the bike at the same time oh, while playing. Dope. That sounds awful. So like the front oh. person has to try to figure. You have to like coordinate how you flip. You have to coordinate how you land. So oh that gosh. is going to be something dope for people when they stream it. Over, um, overcook the trials yes. with bikes. Yes. <laughs> yes, overcook with bikes. Absolutely, it's going to be so oh so dope. Um, anything last? Uh, any last things from Ubi? Assassin's Creed. Um, so, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I was the first one. I was like, I love, love, love Origins. I was like, please do not make another Assassin's Creed game so fast. Yeah. But after I saw Odyssey, it yeah. it basically looks like Origins reskinned, but not in a yeah. bad way. 
Like yeah. it looks amazing, and and just the gameplay that they showed, I was like, "You fucking suckers got me!" Like, <laughs> like, like it basically looks like it looks it looks it, it looks like it plays exactly like Origins. I don't know if you guys had a chance to actually play it at the at the conference, but it looked exactly like Origins to me, and I was like, "Okay, I'm did down you play for more Origins? Did you play it, C? No, I did not get the chance to play it. Did you play it? I did. Okay, I I I was. I have to uh, say that I was down on that game before um, hearing that it was going to be a thing. Then knowing that we had an appointment for it, I wasn't excited for it. And I'm still not excited for it. Like, because okay. I just feel like it's way too soon. It is too soon. There's multi- it's way too soon. Like, if you would have waited another year and a half for that game, I would be okay with it. And for and really quick, the reasons why is like, one, we already have uh, Origins and Origins is still a really, really good game that right. I still, still haven't finished right. because there's right. so oh, much meat on that me. bone. Yeah, yeah. There's so much meat on that bone that, that like I'm still not even halfway through that game. The secondary part about that is like the good part about making a sequel to a game is that hopefully you give it enough time that you can show improvements to the things that you already built upon in the previous right. game. And it's Fair. way too early to do that Fair. technologically, graphically, or even the systems, because the systems, when I played them, they felt f- pretty much like the same game. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about that part right now. So uh, for as much as they are, as much as I'm happy that they have the ability to pick uh, a man or a woman for, for your main protagonist, that to me is the only thing I care about when it comes to that game. I don't care about Greece, not in the same way that I cared about, you know, the settings of, of Origins. Um, because I feel like that, even though that game, even though that setting in that game is fairly specific and new, it's not a thing that they do in games a lot. People in media use that setting a lot uh, yeah. for places to set things. So that reason, for that reason alone, I'm not really that excited about it. But um, I'm sure it's going to sell a bunch. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. It's going to sell a bunch. Um, who? Uh, what conference is next? So we did Bethesda, we did Ubi, Nintendo. We have not touched yet. Yep. Yeah, we, we we didn't touch EA either. Let's let's hit Nintendo then 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 finish up with EA. Uh, so Nintendo Reef. Yeah. All so the things. Um, just like uh, you know, two years ago they focused pretty much on Zelda. Last year they focused pretty much on Mario Odyssey. This year was a lot was a lot about Smash Ultimate. Um, which they <laughs> the name they said fuck it we're putting every every bastard in this game um so i have no idea how they're going to balance everything or if they're even going to attempt to balance it because there's literally like 60 characters in this game yeah, um, they just, they, it was like they were showing characters for like 25 minutes yeah Yo, yeah really really quick story before you finish before you finish sure. right? behind the scenes e3 story we got back from the conference, uh, the convention center. We went back to go watch Nintendo stuff. We sat down. They started with Smash. I think C went, got food, took a shower, came back, and he was still <laughs> talking about Smash. Yep. <laughs> they were like, yep. look at Browser's toe. Bowser's yep. toes are so much different in this Smash game. Look at the, the, the yep. Me Trainer. The Me Trainer has four different colors of gray. Look at this <laughs> Smash Trainer. It was mad long. Yeah, I, I really did not like their decision to devote like maybe about 30 minutes yeah. to Smash. Especially because, like, Nintendo as a company, they have these directs every couple months. So they could have shown five minutes of it and said, yo, we got a Smash Direct coming 
next week and then just focus on the on on the nuance so i i thought that it was a bad look to do that and i i think they lost a lot of people that weren't already into smash um so i thought that like that wasn't great um but i loved that they started with basically a brand new game that nobody ever heard of damon x machina was like mechs and it looked yeah. pretty cool <laughs> oh um, yeah yeah you know um uh they they announced some xenoblade kind of dlc which was dope they did a su- surprise drop of the splatoon 2 expansion which was supposed to drop in july and they're basically like it's out now um <laughs> uh, you know and, and then they uh drop Fortnite, like it's out now you know right um right and uh, that actually plays pretty well on the Switch. I was actually pretty, pretty happy with it. Um, and they used the the Nintendo Direct to announce Overcooked Two, which I was pretty surprised yep, by. Right. Like yes, obviously that's yes. on every platform. Isn't um, Overcooked Two just burnt? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Overcooked, and like this one will actually have online play, which is great. So I was like excited there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I thought that they showed a lot of great stuff. I just, again, I just think it was when you're a company like Nintendo that doesn't have to depend on E3 to say everything, like most of the other companies, like just show the highlights and just like just save the Smash shit for your own thing. So, so yeah, I I feel I, like that would have played well if they just did all that shit at Evo. I, I mean, right? something you know, it 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 just didn't flow well, you know. So like. I liked what they showed, but the presentation um, I thought was lacking of it. Yeah. I I wonder, too, if it's going to be something where Nintendo takes all that, takes all that space that they put into that E3 press conference and figures out a way to kind of like expand on that because they really only get one shot a year. Right. 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 It feels like they only get that one shot a year to like get everyone in the space besides the, the Nintendo directs, which I th- I feel like a lot of people look at it when they know one is coming. But I feel like you don't get the stage that you usually get when you have E3 stuff coming. Did, was there anything in there? See, that kind of got you excited or at least hopeful for anything overcooked too. Um, yeah, I love that game. So like I was I was down for that. Like and uh they had the Pokemon. So they had a Pokemon game with the Pokeball, and you could take yeah. the Pokeball and 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 you know take your Pokemon with you on the go. I was like, oh, that's weird and cool. That's very Nintendo. Um, I was down for that, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, Nintendo does. You know, they do what they do, and and the Switch is dope, and uh, you know, I'll probably wind up getting one. So like, that's that's pretty significant. So. Yeah, 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 it's true, because I know, like, Kai got one, but if, if uh, you got one, we, we we might have to end Spawn on me. Wait, <laughs> what? If, what? Oh, if we got a Pokeball? No, no, no. If, like, no. all three of us have, like, Switches, like, uh, that might be yeah. Spawn on me. Oh, my it. God. We need, because, like, we need to figure that out. that was my whole goal for, like, joining the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> get everybody, right, get everybody um, on Nintendo. Yeah, no, so, so I did really like, and this is outside of the Direct, but I wish more companies did this. This is the second year that Nintendo had, like, a full, like, basically Evo-style Smash Brothers kind of tournament. And they had a Splatoon 2 tournament as well. And I was watching them, and they were fucking incredible. Really? I wish that Microsoft and Sony set up more tournaments for their 
for their uh, games at at E3, especially now hmm. that like the um, the uh, public is there. I I just think it's dope. It's like hype and like you know and like it'll introduce people to these games and it brings me back to uh, back in the day at the Garden State Plaza in New Jersey. <laughs> e- <laughs> EGM came to Garden State with Eternal. Cha- they, had a, they had an Eternal Champions tournament before Eternal Champions came out. Wow! Uh, so no with one knew fake, how to play fake it. Fake Blade, fake and, Blade up in there for the win. I got taken out by my own brother, who eventually won the tournament and got a leather oh. Eternal Champions jacket, which he still what? Wow. What? Yeah. what? Oh my God! Has, you got to figure out a way to get it? a picture oh, of that. We need oh, yeah, a picture. He's, he's, he still has it. So, oh, I need I need to see that so bad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I like tournaments with games that people don't have a lot of experience with. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool idea. Have an overcooked tournament and just have people just cussing each other the fuck out. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> oh, be God so damn terrible. it! Cut those onions faster. Hurry the fuck up! Clean the dishes. God damn it! I hate this game. <laughs> I, hate you. I hate this game. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, EA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh EA EA was was fairly good this year. I think it was interesting. They had some weird moments on stage <laughs> with the Madden champion and the football player dude. I think he that plays was, for the Steelers or something. That was super awkward and weird. Uh that, that it was, was awkward, like, but I thought that that Command and Conquer Rivals demo where they literally just in, like they didn't even tell you what the game was. They just said we're going to yeah. shoutcast this mobile game. Yeah, right. it was right. w- weird. Like, and yeah. I could tell people in the audience were like, "What? What is happening? Like, should we know what's right. going on?" And, the pre-show it, was weird too with that because they did the Madden, uh, the Madden like uh, fantasy game in the same way, where like the person was interviewing them, and they had the two people that were being interviewed, and they were literally just looking down at the tablets, just playing. Yeah, right. <laughs> they weren't even like acknowledging and looking up at the person who was talking to them. It was it was super weird, super super weird. Um, did you have any like highlights of the, for the show, Reef? Um, um, I mean, Battlefield Five I think looks great. Um, yep. I don't care as much for the battle royale stuff. I'm like, why announce it when you literally have nothing to show or talk about? Like all they <laughs> yep. said was like royale, and like that was right. it. And like, everybody went crazy. And I was like, they don't have anything to even talk about it, anything with it, you know? Um. I love Anthem. I think Anthem looks great. Um, I'm excited for it. I, I it, you know, I, I wish it showed a little. I, I don't know. It's just they they show a lot of it. I'm excited for it, but I can't point to one thing where I'm like, this is doing something really better or really different than anything else that I currently play. I mostly like it because it's the Bioware team and like Casey Hudson's back and. And like I just trust all of them, you know, to like deliver something right. dope. Um, mm. Unra- Unravel Two being immediately available, dope. I haven't got a chance to actually play it, but I loved Unravel One, and I love the fact, you know, that they, you know, just just like dropped it immediately. And another awkward thing was when they had uh, uh, Vince from uh, Respawn in the audience, and like he was just like, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, Star Jedi. Wars is coming out. Uh, it's called the Fallen Order. It was just a, a we- it was just weird. I don't know. It was a weird yeah. conference. Yeah. Weird. yeah. <laughs> See what are, what are your thoughts about that? About uh, awkward, uh, socially awkward Vince Zampella. <laughs> yes. Um, 
<laughs> I, have a, I have a Vince story. One day we'll tell it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, they announced the name. Um, it, it was a name. There were, like, three or uh, three or four words uh, that were in that name that I've heard together other times. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, like, that was cool. Anthem looked cool again. Like, you don't really, like, unless you guys are really going to show us, like, for real, for real gameplay demos at some point before the game releases in February, I don't really need to see any more. I'm going to either make my decision at launch to purchase that game or I'll wait for a review. Um, Otherwise, you got to, you know, like, give me actual gameplay. So, um, it you know, it looks intriguing from what I've seen. Uh, I'm the sports guy, so I like the sports stuff. It was awkward, but, like, you know, the sports look good. good. Um, I was really excited about, um, uh, oh, crap, A Way Out, the A Way Out DLC, um, because A Way Out is a game that came out, is, is super affordable, and is really, really good. Um, we haven't talked about it that much on the show, Um it is one of my favorite games this year. Uh, it is a very unique experience, and I really implore people to go out and, and uh, support those guys and, and go out and play that game because it's a really fun experience. And again, uh, if you buy the game, you get a code that you can share with uh, a friend who can download the game so you guys can play together. I still have not played that game because I have no friends. <laughs> because no one will play it hey, with me. No, no. Let, let's let's not play it together because I have it and I haven't played it. So oh, so we should stream it. Let's play it and stream. So it. I can let's just send yeah. you the. I can send you the. Uh, well, the you both code. have the game, so it'll be easy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that way, because because yeah. what happens is the person actually downloads the game, and they've got it on their box, but they can't play it unless they're playing with you. So you can do that multiple times. Oh, okay. That's pretty yeah. dope. That's pretty dope. Yeah, so it's it's super dope. Uh but like uh that's a it's a great game, so I'm glad that, that they showed you know, showed some more of that that game and the DLC is out, uh or at least coming out. And uh Unravel Two. Uh so I mean they showed a lot of games with co op experiences. They showed some games that aren't uh when you think EA, you think Battlefield and you think sports and uh, or and Mass Effect, and they showed some games that weren't those games. Uh, yeah. So I was really excited about well, that. Wasn't it surprising that I feel like they didn't dig more into Live and Madden? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I feel like that they dug yeah, more they... into FIFA than both of those? Mm-hmm. Well, yep. FIFA is the game that sells, right? So FIFA is the game that sells. Madden is a game, because it has no competition, they don't have to show. And, yeah. uh, and you know, to be quite frank... Um, the problem with showing Madden is people tune them tune tune it out, and also there aren't enough features that they can show uh, in in a presentation that would allow people to say like, "Oh, okay, this is the Madden to get." I agree with you. That's why I think that they should stop annual releases. But that's a whole other. Whole I think they'll show whole another show. I think. I think so. I think True. a good. I, I think a good part of EA's show was them talking about exactly that, and and that 
maybe you know we're we may start to transition away from these annual releases and start looking at these games as a service um and that was something that they kind of alluded to during during the show yes speaking of service um the origin access premiere 100 bucks a year release date access to all well maybe not every single game but they definitely name checked like battlefield and madden right and uh anthem i think that's a fucking great deal like yeah. so yeah so i'm 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 glad that they're really rolling into that and they also talked about some kind of streaming stuff that they were trying to do but that hundred dollars a year for access to all that stuff day and date, right. i think is incredible yeah it, okay. yeah it's it's still expensive though that that number when i hear it still shocks me it's not expensive it's like, if you're planning on getting two games, two sixty dollars games. Right. True. You know. Right. True. And yeah, I, I think it's awesome. I think so. I I think it's a I think it's a great deal, but when you compare it to Origin Access or EA Access, um, like, which is thirty bucks for the year. You're like, wait a minute, why is it that much more expensive? But, you know, if you look at it like, hey, if I just buy two games, uh, if they're two EA games that I want to buy, or, you know, I want to have day and date, then it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, because I don't think you have to pay the $100 up front. I think you could pay like some month, of a monthly fee that comes out to a little more than that. Um, right. But to me, I'm like, hey, I already know I'm getting Anthem and Battlefield. So to me, I'm like, if I can get that plus check out FIFA and like Madden, mm-hmm. which is coming back to PC for the first time in like a long right. time, you know, um, and this other stuff, I, th- I think it's I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree. That's, will you be able that's... to Will you be able to download them on both platforms if you get the pass? Oh, no. on a multiple platforms. I yeah. think it's just for PC. I think that's yeah. is it only on PC? I yeah, it's so. Origins. So Origin is the brand for PC. Okay, EA you're is right. The brand for console. Yeah. So you so you would if you needed to do both, you'd have to have EA the EA pass, the EA and access. you'd have to Origin EA, EA access, access and the Origin pass. Or right. Yeah. Ooh, right. Man. Yeah. So oh. yes. Yeah, so, so Origin. So EA access and Origin access will are thirty bucks a year or five dollars a month. Five dollars a month times twelve is sixty. So you double the price of of EA access or origin access if you if you do it monthly as opposed to annually. And and I don't know what the monthly price is on uh Premiere. My guess would be twelve ninety nine or twelve or you know some some goofy Yeah, something like that. Like, like that. fifteen or something. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so like just do the annual. Yeah, do the annual. Um so we're almost out of time for this show. We ran this is, a, this is a long episode. We went yeah. back to old school spawn on me where we're doing like right. two hour shows. Um, before we get up out of here, I know that um, since C and I were at the show, there were some moments in there. I'm sure that you that we got a chance to like engage in and, and hang out with and stuff. I, I'm sure if you saw the giant bomb uh, episode that I was on uh, during the show, you heard the story about me getting poked in the eye uh, and almost <laughs> losing my sight. Uh, I did it for you at home. I did it for all y'all. <laughs> uh, but what were the, I, there were a couple of games that we both uh, saw that we wanted to like give some love to. Do um, you want to talk about yours really quick? Uh, yeah, sure. I, so um, before I talk about my game real quick, I just want to say uh, 
Shout out to The Mix, the Media Indie Exchange. I hosted my first live stream there. That was dope. Shout out to Justin Woodward. Uh, Woodward. So, uh, um, but the game that I want to I wanna highlight that wasn't on any of the floors is called State of Mind. Um, that was the best game that I saw this year. Um, I'm really excited about this game. This game is about uh, transhumanism. Uh, and it's uh, based at, based in Berlin. It's from uh, a German developer called Didalic, and uh, it's really about story and and like diving deep into some some weird shit and dystopian worlds and uh, like a virtual world. And and you're a guy who doesn't know whether he's in the the real world or the virtual world and and it's like a mystery it's all sorts of weird weird stuff that's going on there and a very very unique art style um Mm -hmm. i'm really excited about this game and it's coming out august 16th and hopefully we'll be able to get some uh some of the devs on on the show and and uh talk to them i'm really excited for uh word state of mind yeah um i think there's a couple of games that I really, really got excited about during the show. Some of those, most of those were at the mix, actually. Uh, Black Future 88, which was super fantastic. Definitely check that out. Uh, Neo Cab, which is also fantastic and beautiful. Oh, um, yeah, Overwhelm, uh, which is really dope if you like kind of uh, quick t- Twitch-based uh, shooters. Uh, and, and my favorite, which was the one that I didn't expect to like that much, the one that I actually came away from the show intrigued about, um, was Control. Um, and it was interesting. So, like, it's from the folks who made Quantum Break. Um, and we got a, a hands-on, a behind, I'm sorry, behind closed doors demo of it. Um, and I'm really excited for this game. Not for the fact that the combat looks really looks really interesting, the setting of this game looks so dope. So they basically have mm. you as this person with these te- telekinetic powers, um, who's like basically like an FBI agent for the supernatural. Um, and what what sets it apart and makes it really cool is the the setting of the place that you're in, which is this one big huge building. And this huge building has all these transfer transformations uh, in it. So it's like doing weird stuff that's just like shape-shifting and changing whenever you move from one room to the other and like doing all this really cool funky shit and i was like man it looked good it still felt like quantum break which i was okay with because quantum break was decent but they nailed the like creepy setting of like what makes you want to kind of figure out why this game is doing what it's doing and that for me has sold me on it so I'm just like, that Remedy game looks dope. The gunplay looks okay. But if they nailed the like 80s uh, kind of horror house thing that they're trying to go for, then I'm totally sold on it. Like, I'm, I definitely want it. Um, any other games uh, before we dip out uh, that really kind of piqued your interest, uh, interest uh, Reef? Uh, I think we already talked about them pretty much. I mean, Spider-Man, Ultimate. Um, and Anthem are really, you know, my ones that I'm super hyped about. Um, but I liked being surprised about things like Unravel 2. Um, I thought Skull and Bones looked solid. Um, you know, and as I said, I'm, you know, I really 
want to be I want to be like proven wrong about Death Stranding. I want to be proven wrong about Fallout seventy six. Um, you know, so I'm I again. This was a great conference. It was it was I know it was a a good conference because I'm not like I only care about these five games and everything else. Yeah, I care about. Right. Like I kind of cared a little bit about everything, and there were some highlights like like the ones that like I mentioned. So. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm like good. thirty minutes of smash. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> see, right. Uh, wrap wrapping it up. Any any quick last thoughts about the show and about your time there this year? Uh, yeah, uh, Cyberpunk. We didn't talk about it at all. Uh, it looks. Oh really word, great. we uh, totally didn't talk yeah. about Cyberpunk yeah. at all. Um, it, yeah, it looks really great. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, I came away from Cyberpunk not as over the top excited for it as uh everybody else was and i think i think i know the reason so uh so one of my great shames is i've got the witcher and have never played it Mm. um but everyone that has played the witcher and has also gone to see cyberpunk probably has an understanding of what uh, CD Projekt Red can do with their systems and their game mechanics and their storytelling in a way that I don't really and I saw it and it looked amazing and there there are lots of possibilities in my head of what you could do with that stuff but I don't know if what I've got in my head will be surpassed or even met by the people over at CD Projekt Red so, mm. so you know because people have played that game they're blown away. And I wish that I had played the game before I saw that stuff. And maybe after I do play uh, The Witcher, uh, I'll be able to sit back and say, oh, yeah. Okay. See, but that's not a good look for a cyberpunk. Like, to me, my whole thing is, are people just like, I love The Witcher. I'm looking forward to the next thing. Or are they objectively seeing this demo and blown away from it just based on that game? Like that's I think it's the question both. I'm trying to get an answer th- to because when I saw the the trailer, I was like, okay, I mean, it looks cool, you know. But apparently, this 45 minute gameplay blew people away. Yeah, and I haven't heard it anyone was... say exactly why, except, hey, I, I loved Witcher Three. Like, I can, I can kind of pinpoint a little bit, but go ahead, see. I want you to finish up. It no, it was really dope. Like what we got to see looked incredible like it it, you know just the systems that they had and it was just it was very it was very very cyberpunky um and you know it was like it was like if bethesda decided to make a fallout game mixed with deus ex but they wanted to make it look really good Mm. uh you know like that's that's what it was and that's amazing um and like the demo itself played really well yeah but like you know people came out of that people came out of that demo like this is a generational game i know that's um, what i keep hearing and i'm like right. what, and, what what is it and i think the reason that people say that it's a generational game is because The Witcher 3 was that good. Yeah. I feel like it's a little bit of both, Reef. Um, and it, it, it was interesting coming out of it. There are very few times where I go back and wish that I had seen something over again. 
like we got an hour of gameplay if i'm not mistaken and it was it was some really dope shit it was like bringing all the things that you know cd project res cd project red does well in terms of world building in terms of making the interactivity between people kind of pop and and feel realistic in some ways and brought it down to a level that is first person in a way that you wanted Witcher to almost be like you wanted maybe to live through the eyes of Geralt in some of those ways, Geralt, uh, and be in that space and feel like you're absorbed by it. Like it's like, it's bigger than you in in a lot of ways. And I feel like that demo gave the foundation of feeling that out, right? Where like, if you like Blade Runner, if you like the kind of story, but you were like, there isn't a game that feels like that this is going to give you some of that with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to give you some of that flavor in there. I do worry about a little bit about the combat stuff. I think that that's going to be a thing that's going to uh, maybe be... Um, I want to see how that translates over mm-hmm. into stuff. Because uh, you know you don't have the melee combat stuff that you did in The Witcher, but you now have guns and you have all that stuff. Well, you do have melee weapons. They're just inside your body. Yeah, like inside your body stuff. Um, but I really wish that I could like see that gameplay stuff that we saw at the show again so I could reabsorb it right. in a way mm-hmm. that, that lets me step away from the hype that I saw with Paris coming out of the room, jumping up and down, <laughs> yeah, beating Paris his chest. Face. That Paris face. <laughs> that Paris face is like on the internet right now being shared in news clips. <laughs> basically at this point uh, because he was so excited about it. But I wish I could go back and see it again because I feel like I missed things because I was too busy trying to absorb it. And also Jeff Keighley moves around a lot. And also I wasn't, I wasn't gonna put anybody on blast. Yo, Jeff Keighley, oh you sat gosh. next to Jeff Keighley while we were doing oh. doing the thing. Yo, and he moves, oh. yo, he does yo, like Jeff Keighley does the Diddy dance when he watches stuff. He's yo. like <laughs> he's Diddy Bopping. Yo, he yo. was Diddy Bopping. <laughs> he oh was like, gosh. yo, this witch is Yo, the cyberpunk joint is real dope right now. Diddy yeah. Yo, diddy, yes. diddy, 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 yo. Take that, take that, take that. He was doing this oh. take that dance while oh. we were trying to like watch the thing. Almost to the point that I wanted to be like, yo, see, can you tap Jeff Keeley on the leg and be like, yo, stop dancing? Can you stop telling the light chill out for like a hot yeah. second? Like, we're watching like, the video. And he's like looking for all the angles. He's like, yo, stop. Yo, yep. this joint right here. Like, yo, this joint right here. I'm going to look at this joint from this angle because I'm going to see the yep. pixels different. And I was like, yo, chill, B. Like, yeah. I wanted yeah. to be like, yo, calm down real quick. But, um, yeah, I've, I, I'm excited for it. I just don't know how much that stuff is going to translate. I, I, it's, it's a lot of hope right now. I can't front. There's a yeah, lot of also, hope. Go ahead. Also, it's like, can they make a first-person shooter? Like that, That's, like yeah. people keep telling me, yes, it's an RPG, but people have told me first and foremost, it's a first-person shooter. Yeah. It's, so it's, do it's they a, have a, the skills to make the feel of the gun, like all that stuff? That that's not Witcher stuff. That's a whole right. different ball game. Um, right. I, I, all of that stuff look competent. Like this is a very very good video game. Yeah. Like the demo played like a very very good video game and it was a live demo that we didn't get hands on but it was a live demo played in the in in the you know in the the behind closed doors session so um like they're competent that that part is not even 
okay. up for discussion. But it, but it like, will be one of those things that if if they pull this off with all the hype surrounding it, this might be one of those like we came, we saw, we conquered moments where like CD yeah. where CD oh, yeah. Project Red is elevated to some level that is even higher than where they already are because of Witcher. And that's nuts. Because it's like, that's when you're like CD Projekt Red, Naughty Dog, you know, Bungie when they're on on point kind of stuff. Um, And they get pushed into this whole another level, Rockstar stuff. So, um, yeah, before we get up out of here, um, a couple of quick things. Uh, I'm really proud of the team. Like, we bust so much ass on, on, on the show floor, doing things, knocking stuff out. Getting getting obstacles thrown in the way. Tanya's bag got stolen during the show. She luckily got it back in the same day. Um, I had my eye injury. Cicero stepped in and took a, a hosting gig because I couldn't see and shit. Uh, there were a lot of cool stuff that happened prior to all that. I got we got to see. Uh, sorry to bother you before E three even popped oh, yeah. off. Which was fantastic, and that's the thing that we'll talk about at another point uh, once it comes out, because I would love to have a discussion about that. But there's a lot of good stuff that happened to us during that show, and it, it feel like it was our most successful E3. And that, again, is because of everybody at home uh, giving us the ability to kind of go to this show and knock it out the park and like do really dope stuff. Um, but we also want to like hear from you all, uh, if you can share with us you know, on social media, in our email, which C will give you in a minute. You know, how do you think we did? Like, do you think we did did, did well? What were some feedback that we that, that you'd want to give us for next year? Things that we didn't hit that you'd love to see. Um, uh, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it for our E three coverage. Besides the stuff that you'll get in the next couple of days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a fun show. It was a really good show. Uh, I think we kicked a bunch of ass this year, and I'm I'm really proud of the team. Uh, and next year we'll do it again. Knock it out yep. the park. Yeah. And figure it bigger out and better baby absolutely um see before we get up out of here give people the social media business please social media business is as follows uh check us out spawn on me on all social media platforms if you want to follow us individually check the bios all of our information is in there spawn on dot me is where you can find this episode and all of our episodes uh, check us out. Get all the information about everything that we're doing. Uh, if you're listening to this in audio f- format, you can go to your favorite podcatcher. If it's a place where you can subscribe, please do so. If it's a place where you can rate and review, please do so. And of course, tell your friends. Uh, and make sure you check us out on Twitch.tv slash me every Thursday, 730 Pacific, 1030 p.m. Uh, Eastern and uh, check us out on our email spawnome dot at gmail dot com and twitch dot tv spawnome uh, no. podcast at gmail dot com Jesus yeah I, I I you know I fucked it up it's been a it's minute. like it's like you giving out smash information Jesus right right exactly and Patreon uh you know uh, help us out we really appreciated everything that you guys did for us for E three uh, help us out some more as little as a dollar a month patreon.com slash spawn on me word uh, and again thank you to everybody in twitch land and podcast land for listening to us this week and every week we love you all uh, until next week we will say peace, peace. peace.